Okay, okay. Don't be fooled by the Bonfire Midweek intro video. Just wanted to add a little pizzazz to the first edition of Bonfire After Dark, Game Day After Dark, whatever you want to call it. Here we are. Zach Schnitzer joining me and looking forward to uh, breaking uh, down the Blue Bombers uh, opening preseason game. Zach, how are you? Oh, man, I'm on cloud nine, Darren. You know how it is. The the IG field is our happy place, buddy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful summer night. We just missed Perfect. the rain. We've had a hell of a year. We we haven't really had a spring. You get there, you see the gridiron gladiators go to town with the Elks. And uh, hey, it was a loss, but it's preseason. And uh, there were some things to see, right? And I got to meet tons of fans that that we've talked to on Twitter and followers. Uh, we've got Greg Liverpool here. And he's already noticing, Greg, because he doesn't miss a beat. I nope. got, oh, hey, Mike Young's here, too. I want to meet you, buddy. I've got a press pass, so so I'm leaving. I just feel <laughs> with my buddy Jack Keys from Ireland. I don't know why I'm telling you he's from Ireland, but he is. Uh, we're leaving, and I see a press pass sitting there. And uh, I don't know. I just – I was impulsive, Darren, and I just took it. And uh, so now I've got a press pass. I'm not going to tell you who it is because that's probably offensive. But um, hey, man. <laughs> We got to go to IG Field on a beautiful night. I had a haze bomb, juicy pale ale. Uh, yeah, I, had a I noticed that. I had a, a bit of a water. I had a Coors, but just because someone bought me one. So, but I'm totally you behaved. Sober. You behaved so we could do a good show tonight. I totally behaved so we because I'm working. I'm working now, right? And uh, yeah, it's go time, buddy. We got to see the Bombers play. Got to see some great friends there that there at the game. Yeah. Uh, caught the a nice picture with my mother-in-law going there. Shout out to all you Blue Bomber women fans. <laughs> Right. There's tons of you. And I, w- I want to say one tweet before we get going. Uh, this one absolutely cracked me up. And I'm, n- I'm not going to throw down any F-bombs here, Darren, because while you while, while you look for it, I'll <laughs> okay. mention um, one female fan who I reached out to before the game is uh, Ainsley McPhail. If you recognize that name, it's because she is a reporter uh, and uh, live on CTV mornings here in Winnipeg. Huge football fan, former player, came to Winnipeg to work for CTV. Now she's coaching the Falcons, uh, the 12-year-olds, I believe. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can. Uh, we really want to get her on Bonfire Sports this year. Nice. Uh, yeah. want to want to get a lot of different voices uh, on uh, the program tonight. But uh, shout out to uh, Tristan Rivers Music. Uh, noticing that uh, we're, we're doing a little... Uh, a la IC, a la uh, Illegal Curve, and, and Kenny and Rennie and those guys. But uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to having a little bit of fun here on uh, game day after dark. Wait, wait, so, so what do you got there? Well, and it's steamy, right? That you, oh, I steamy. mean, you promised the fans this was going to be a steamy bonfire post. Well, it ended up post game after y- dark. You know, it ended up being steamy. I'm going to try to keep my voice down because wifey is trying to sleep, and yeah, hopefully, there's fair. enough distance between us in the. Uh, in the crib but uh otherwise there'll uh, be more distance if you make she's got a she's got a she's got to teach a class in the morning so i hear you what i can to to keep it quiet but uh anyway uh we'll try to keep the energy high it was steamy because the rain started falling it's warm and everything was just kind of like sticky and damp and a little steamy so here we are being steamy on uh after dark well there you go it's after dark it's fun um 
Listen, but I, I do want to say shout out to those women fans. I used to used to run with Sandy Bassoon on McMillan, and uh, we used to go to games, and and my mother in law, of course, Glennis Corkle's a big. She's in Texas right now. She sits with my mother in law. Shout out to Glennis and her workouts and listening to my podcast. And I saw Blue Bomber Woman. I saw Jersey Girl. I saw Vicky Short for the first time. Vicky's retired. She's her and her and uh, retired guy Brian. They're on the concourse. They're just like the happiest people I've seen in years. Like they're retired. Right. They're like, oh yeah, we're just catching the game. We like to have naps in the afternoon. And I'm just like, naps? I haven't had a nap. Uh, I don't know. How old's my daughter? Seven years. Anyway, let me let me read this tweet, and um, I will I will just say f instead of f bomb. Sandy, <laughs> big fan of Sandy at Sandy underscore BB underscore lover, big card collector, uh, friend of Tamara. She says at Go Elks, how effing disrespectful of you to come onto the field and start throwing the ball while dancers were still on the field. F you, Chris Jones, you arrogant F. And I, uh... I saw that, I saw that tweet, <laughs> and okay, it's funny, it's funny. For sure, but can I can I put can I put some like rationalization into it? Sure. These football players are there to play a football game, and the dancers are there to dance at a football game. They can both do it. It wasn't disrespectful. These guys. It doesn't matter if it's a TV timeout or halftime or whatever injury. Uh, they warm up. They're throwing the football. So like you know, yeah, I, know. I get it. Throw throw some barbs at. Uh, you know the the evil uh, Chris Jones. Uh, you know fans like to uh, to have fun with that, but uh, you know I, I understand why they were doing it. What, what hey. did you think of the What did you think of the game, Zach? Like, yeah, let's get. I was the on the field taking some pictures. Uh, the energy was good. Um, you know, a lot of the game was a lot of those backups, right? A lot of those guys yeah. vying Absolutely. for jobs. We did get to see a Nick Temsky touchdown. We did get to see a couple yeah. nice catches from him. How about Johnny Augustine? Like. Adding yeah. fuel to the fire, he goes six carries for 54 yards. So now it's like Johnny Augustine averages seven yards a carry. No, he averaged nine tonight. So add that. I'll just caveat by, by saying this. Michael Shea was asked about it after the game. Uh, I was in that press conference and uh, he says, no matter what you read or hear or whatever has been said about Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine and like number one and number two, it is going to be a backfield by committee. I broke that down uh, as much as I could on game day, Winnipeg with Chris Walby. Uh, if you miss the pregame show, we're going to do it every week, all season long. We're going to do this too. Uh, bonfire after dark or game day after dark. I'll get it down. I'll get the language down. Zach. <laughs> it's but, late, buddy. Like, like we don't need to say, Oh, Johnny over Brady or Brady over Johnny. It's yeah. going to be Brady and Johnny and Kyle Borsa. Like that's what it's going to be. That's a hey, good thing. Kyle Borsa got into the game, right? I mean, he, he, it didn't make a whole lot, but you know, he's got backup O-linemen's and uh, it's his first game under the lights. Right. But uh, nice to see him get too, some right? touches. Right. Yeah, uh, it I was nice to see Borsa get in. I'm just pulling up some stats here. Um, yeah. The kick returns. So. Yeah, Borsa returned one kickoff for 13 yards. Uh, Greg McRae uh, yeah. averaged 18 yards uh, on three kickoff returns. He had a, a punt return for nine. Uh, Holm, uh, first name is escaping yeah. me right now, but he's the University of North Dakota uh, safety. Uh, he 
also uh, returned some kicks today, and he had that fumble. I know uh, that probably stood out in a lot of people's minds. But, Evan Holm. Um, Evan, Evan Holm, yeah. And uh, former teammate of Brady Oliveira uh, as well. North, so, yeah, sorry. Not, yeah, UND, not NDSU. University of North Dakota. Um, but, um, you know, that's the thing. Th these games are about seeing some of those young players and, and who can pop off the page. How uh, how much um, disdain was there in the crowd for the kicking game tonight? Uh, well, I, I got some notes here. Like, first of all, I love me some Mortada. I'm rooting for the guy, but you cannot ding one off the post on a point after attempt, buddy. Now, this was a preseason game. Hey, Turf District, welcome. Welcome, Andrew. Big fan of yours, buddy. Love the Turf, turf District. Shout out to uh, Superfan Mike and Commissioner K. Uh, nice to see you guys, although you're the enemy tonight. Um, listen, you can't <laughs> ding one off the post. If if you're, like, Bomber fans have a, you know, they there's not a long rope for Ali Mortada. You ding one off the post. It was 24-20 at the time. Mm -hmm. So you have a chance. Now, I know it's preseason, Darren, but you have a chance to make it a three-point game which matters, right? If it's regular season, three point versus four point is big. You ding one off that right goalpost, nishgut, as they say in Yiddish, like, no, no, no. So me personally, I was shaking my head. I'm like, this this is not good, okay? So the rope just got a little bit shorter for Matata. His kickoffs were good. I saw him yeah. punting a little bit. The punts were, they. he whiffed on the punts. The kickoffs were good, so I'll give him that. But he yeah. averaged 71.5 yards on kickoffs. Uh, Legio also kicked two. He averaged 67. Um, Legio actually had a better net kickoff average for what that's worth. You know, right. they, they only kicked sure. off twice each, but uh, each of them punted as well. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Now, Mortada's numbers, it, it's funny, they both averaged exactly 34.3 uh, yards. Uh, net punting. Um, I noticed Ali Mortada did like a drop kick and, and really put spin on the ball. Um, I think that may be a reason why the Bombers like him. He has some tools in his tool belt. Um, sure. But like, look, I, I'm going to say what everybody out there is thinking right now. He needs to make field goals. He needs to be 85%. That's what you have to do to be a professional kicker, especially in the Canadian Football League. We know how valuable it is. We, we look at Sergio Castillo uh, in the Grey Cup um, and, and how important he was to the Blue Bombers uh, being back-to-back -back Grey Cup champions. So, um, yeah, I mean, Gregory, uh, our good friend, says he went to a dark place when that happened. I imagine he's thinking the doink. Um, but, uh, you know, it is the preseason. We'll see. Zach, how about, uh, quarterback Drew Brown? Yeah. Uh, he was extremely impressive tonight. Looked very comfortable in the pocket, looked comfortable except for maybe one in the first quarter there where, where you know, he was kind of running against the grain to the left yeah. side and, and, uh, yeah. got taken down or, or the ball was tipped. I think he was able to get rid of it, but 10 of 13, 77% yeah. uh, for 108 yards, uh, no interceptions through that one touchdown, um, to, uh, uh pardon me, to, uh, Dalton shown another Schoen. young guy. That's, uh, looking, uh, yeah, he's shown. He, he, is he's that shown. like short for Sean? Like he shined Sean shown. <laughs> he's or Sean, did he show? He's shown. He got the touch. Was that a third down? I'm uh, trying to, yeah, I, that's I a good question. Out. Uh, I thought it was a third down. 
I yeah, I thought Shoney had a he had a nice six yard gain. He had the touchdown. I thought I thought Drew Brown was pretty poised. You know, he didn't show much in that Calgary game. I think he came a long way. And uh, hey, kudos to him, right? I believe yeah. he started the game. You know, which is you know he's got this. He's got not all the starters, Darren, but he's got. He, you know, Dembski was out there. Wolitarski was out there, and uh, good for him. He also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, so yep. I, I liked what I saw some from Drew Brown and and Dakota Prukop. He he had some moments, but I think he struggled he, situationally. Of course, he was in with second, third stringers. He had to kind of loft one up there. He got a couple picks, so not the greatest for Prukop, but. You know, he got in there. He's getting warmed up. It's it's early, so I'm not super concerned with Prukop. How about you? No, I, I, I'm not super concerned with Prukop. I, I think, you know, we got to remember, these guys, you know, did a split, and it was Drew Brown in the first quarter, Prukop in the second quarter, Drew Brown in the third quarter with a different O-line, yeah. and then uh, Prukop again in the fourth quarter with a different O-line. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Prukop went 5 of 14, just 36%, two interceptions. Yeah. Um, I would probably hang one of them on him the other maybe not so much but uh either way uh it's it, it can be tough and for dakota prukop like he's been in the cfl for five years right this is his sixth season and yeah. um you know how different is this offense compared to what he has played like like what he played in edmonton last year probably extremely different um you know uh who was it um uh, Jamie Elizondo's offense uh, in Edmonton last year compared to what Buck Pierce uh, is running that, that, you know, very similar to Paul Apelisa's system. Um, so maybe it's going to take him more time as a veteran to be comfortable in this system. Drew Brown was here last year, got Good very point. limited action in one game. I think he went 50% for, for 49 yards and you know, no yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions sort of thing. So today to see him go, uh, you know, 77% for over a hundred yards on, on 13 attempts is, is a nice thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, offensively, you know, we, we got to see a little bit of everybody, right? We talked about Augustine and Oliveira, um, Prukop ran three times for 18 yards. Uh, so that's a nice six yard average for, for a quarterback, um, and, and had the touchdown obviously right. as well. Uh, Brown, Borsa, uh, McCray, they each had a handful of carries. So, um, you know, again, uh, in preseason, you're go you're kind of going to get what, what you get. And, uh, you know, in the case of, of the offense, like different guys coming in and out, uh, I'm sure when it comes to the cuts, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers need to make, they need to cut down by Saturday uh, yeah. That is tomorrow for a few more minutes. It's still tomorrow uh, here on game day after dark. Um, they got to cut down to 75 plus their non-counters. Who are non-counters? Draft picks uh, that have uh, Blue Bombers draft picks that have not signed uh, or played, uh, signed a CFL contract or played in any games, uh, as well as um, NCAA players that have never been uh, in professional training camps. So, you know, a guy like Patrice Rene, a draft pick, never played pro, never been uh, in an NFL training camp or, or any sort of preseason game or, or, or things like that. He's a non-counter. So it won't exactly be right down to 75, Zach, but they're going to have to make some decisions. They're going to have to kind of trim the fat, if you will. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, the decisions uh, Walters and O'Shea and, and all of the coaches uh, sit down and make, um, you know, over they're, they're going to be back. They might have a couple beers tonight, uh, you know, to, uh, to celebrate <laughs> actually playing real football on a nice night uh, here in Southern Manitoba. But but then they got work to do in the morning. 
Well, well, speaking of cutdowns, right? Like, on the one hand, it's interesting to see who's going to get cut and who doesn't. On the other hand, you know, you feel for these guys because you you think about mom and dad or whoever the parents are, guardians, you mm-hmm. know, shelling out the shekels over the years, like carting them to practice, and this is their dream, and and they only have like that one yes. shot, right? You don't have you don't have much of a chance. So you look at thirty one Evan Holm, who's a who's a safety or DB. He drops that first one, right? And and I'm looking over at uh, my friend Jack and then John. John and Pat Hosang, shout out to you, sit beside me in section 128, row 11. And you're like Apple in a roadmap, a la Chris Walby, right? And, <laughs> yes. But then, hey, does he redeem himself with the 41-yard return later on? Now, is that him? Is that the cover team blocking well? It's hard for me to know. Right. I'm not an X's and O's guy by by trade. Maybe maybe I'll get better as we go there, Darren. Learning sure. from the best right here. Yeah, but right. <laughs> but you know it, it it it's it's it means something to these guys right they're not just you know warm bodies these are people with a history but you know maybe Evan Holm redeemed himself enough to get on the PR I don't know but but a guy that really oh first of all we got to say did Zach Kalaros not tweet us back my friend yes that he was did a and for me yeah Kalaros Kalaris, L-A-R in caps. That's the emphasis. Zach Kalaris is how he pronounces it. It's how we should pronounce it. That's um, right. You know, what, what's what's the famous meme? Put some respect on my name. That was Birdman, I think, on The Breakfast Club with, with Charlemagne right. and uh, the rest, uh, if, if you're privy to those things. But uh, putting some respect on the MOP's name. No more Kalaros. It's Zach Kolaris and um, yeah, happy to hear uh, you know others jumping on board with that because um, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're on the practice roster, we should be saying your name right. Uh, you're a professional athlete, you know. So if you're the best player uh, in the league, the best quarterback in the league, we'll we'll say um, you know we'll, we'll say your name right. But yeah, uh, cool, cool uh, to see him tweet at us, right? Well, and as two as two gentlemen who have some well, not you, but like you know Kolaris and 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 Schnitzer, we have some different names. <laughs> Kevin, my good buddy Kevin just texted me. He's saying, uh, "Just Evan doing Holmes some getting cut tomorrow, or I will eat my shirt." You know what, hey, Kevin? Well, have a heart. Hold, hold on, hold on a second. Your shirt. Hold, hold on a second. Evan Holm joined Blue Bombers training camp late. Like he's only been here a few days. No, like no there joke. So you know they threw him right into action. Yeah, okay. He you know he he bobbled a ball and and you know uh, maybe didn't play as well as he wanted to, but. I don't expect him to be one of the first cuts because they haven't had a real good look at him. You know, that's fair. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I will say though, uh, not to talk too much about the evil Elks, but since our friends from the turf district are here, my mother-in-law were chopping it up in the car there and thought uh, Jalen Marshall looked pretty good. And Kai Loxley, number 10 for the Elks who came in late. I thought, uh, you know, yeah, they're playing big, backups, big quarterback. But- Big he he looked pretty good, and Trey Ford had some wheels. He he beat Cedric Wilcots, but otherwise, I thought Cedric Wilcots, number ninety three, Darren. Mm-hmm. I liked what I saw from from Cedric Wilcots. What about you? Like he, he's the one uh, new guy, if you will. The Blue Bombers yeah. cut him in training camp in twenty twenty one, a year ago. Um, not quite a year ago. Obviously, the schedule was different last season, but sure. um, cut him in camp last year and uh he's definitely a guy um that has impressed in 
training camp. Like he makes yeah. plays in practice, whether it's drills or 12 on 12. Um, I'm not going to name the offensive lineman out of respect to them, but uh, he put, um, you know, he put a player in, in spin cycle and yeah. really ripped past him and got to, uh, I think it was, you know, uh, one of the, the backups um, uh, or, or one of the guys not practicing pretending to be the quarterback kind of on these one-on-one -on -one <laughs> drills. And, you know, he got right there like really fast. And yeah. uh, I, I think Cedric Wilcox is somebody who um, is going to be a nice player to have backing up the two best bookends in the CFL and in Willie right. Jefferson and, and Jackson Jeffcoat. Uh, I don't know if there is a better uh, duo no. defensive end group uh, than those two, but um, yeah, I mean, for Wilcots, uh, he, you know, was kind of joking as the media uh, requested him uh, after practice a couple of days ago where it was just like, Oh yeah, good. I see my name on the board, you know, a reporter, you know, they, they'll put the names of the players coming off the field that, you know, they got an interview request and, uh, he's, uh, he was obviously, you know, joking and saying like, Oh yeah, good. Good to see my name there. Good to see it lots more. And <laughs> I, I, I even joked with him. I said, don't worry, Cedric, I'll, I'll talk to you in week 10. Uh, you know, yeah. kind of alluding, alluding to the fact that he'll be on the team. Right. But, uh, you know, of course we, we will wait and see. And, um, and, uh, uh, if he makes uh, the team indeed, but yeah, good opportunity there. Uh, Gregory Liverpool, sorry to, to uh, jump in here, Zach, uh, would the University of Manitoba quarterback count? Uh, his name is Jackson Tachinsky, University yeah. of Manitoba quarterback. Uh, when Des Catelier, the Bison starter, got injured in their first game in 2021, Jackson took over. If you recognize that name, Tachinsky, extremely athletically gifted family. Uh, the sister is uh, a track athlete and, and one of the top uh, young uh, athletes in the country. Uh, and older brother, Xander Tachinsky, was a Winnipeg rifle. He was in Blue Bombers training camp uh, a couple years ago. Uh, turned that into time with the Bisons, time with uh, McMaster University as well. Uh, very, very talented group. But no, Gregory, he would not count. Uh, he is a non-counter. He's part of the uh, Canadian Football League quarterback internship program where they take nine quarterbacks from U Sports uh, and put them into training camps across the country. So they've been doing it for a number of years now. Uh, I think this is the first time we've had a Bison's quarterback um, in Blue Bombers training camp. They've gone to Calgary. They've gone to, uh, I'm not even sure. Um, what about Jordan Yance way back? Yes. Well, you know what? He was not a quarterback intern. They actually signed him. Uh, is that to, right, eh? They, they signed him to, to have him and... Uh, you know, some people criticize that, you know, he, he didn't get a fair shake, but, um, yeah. you yeah. know, Winnipeg at that time did not have Zach Kolaris. They were looking to de develop quarterbacks and kind of bringing them in and, and, and pushing them out quickly. So I think, uh, you know, Yance maybe just got lost in that shuffle. Um, but uh, either way, uh, can we talk a little bit more about the quarterback, Drew Brown? Yeah, go for it. I, I did I want mean, to say, though, Cedric yeah, Wilcott's yeah. 93 at the end of the game, yeah, sorry. I noted. He had a uh, he had a great jump off the line, like like very quick uh, twitch there, and I thought that was that was nice to see. It's easy to go yes. offside, especially in the preseason. You, you don't you know it's hard to watch film on 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 the backups and Loxley. You don't know the snap count, and uh, so so yeah, no, it was nice. You know, you lose Kongbo, right? And and, mm -hmm. and so it's important to have some 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 good some good depth at that dn line especially to back up Oops. the jeffs so yeah let's go to qb 
I'm trying to to get the stats here. I, I can't uh, scroll it down, but um, Cedric Wilcott's had two defensive tackles uh, in this game, and and both were really nice ones. Uh, uh, Tanner Cadwallader, 47 yes. linebacker, he had five tackles. Yes, a player I mentioned on game day with Chris Walby. Uh, he's been all over the field in training camp. I really like him. A Canadian linebacker and special teamer as well. Um, he had a game high. Uh, five defensive tackles. Uh, Malik Clements, the former Edmonton Elk, played seven games there last year. Uh, he had two special teams tackles, four defensive tackles. So he led the way in total tackles with six, uh, more than uh, than anybody on on either. Oh, pardon me, uh, Hutter had nine tackles for the Elks tonight. But um, you know, defense. Uh, that's maybe one of the more difficult for us on the outside looking in. Right. Zach, to, to really discern if they were assignment sharp, if they made plays where they were supposed to. Sometimes you see guys with a lot of tackles. Well, it might be because the, the other player next to him wasn't assignment sharp or, or right. made some errors or missed a tackle. So, um, you know, those can be skewed sometimes. Um, but uh, and you can also make a ton of tackles and, and, and still maybe not be where you need to be or, or totally. you know, making mistakes, that sort of thing. So we'll have to watch um a little bit uh you know watch closely in the next coming days when they make some well some yeah cadwallader he jumped at 47 right he jumped out to me i thought he was really solid i i i'm looking at my notes here i gotta i gotta have a better note taking but here look at me i'm managing notes uh watching the game i'm supposed to be talking to my friend jack and talking to john and pat on the side so i might have to get up in the box with you or something darren because you know, it's it's hard for me to do two things as at once, as my wife will say, Darren. But yeah, Cadbaladder, <laughs> I liked I liked his game. Uh, the quarterbacks, meh. I will say, my buddy Kevin said on that seventeen yard Augustine run, I believe it was on second down. He had an eight yard run. Mm -hmm. uh, Augustine looking good, and apparently Liam Dobson laid quite a good block on that. So that was I didn't catch that one. I don't know if you did, but I thought nice to see Liam Dobson in there. Nice to see him laying the wood. Uh, or being the road grader, as as they like to say. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool to see. So I took an opportunity tonight that I rarely, rarely get a chance to. So after seven seasons of, of covering the games from the studios at TSN Radio with Walby and Westy and uh, a handful of great producers we had there through those years, um, I wasn't able to go to the games. I actually at one point went to more, I was at more gray cups live than I was at blue bomber home games, despite being a practice every day uh, that changed, obviously uh, following uh, the closing of the station, which, uh, you know, broke a lot of hearts um, RIP. And uh, uh, then I got to go to games, but I got a unique opportunity today. And I thought it would be a good time to do it, Zach, because it is the preseason and well, the games don't matter. And, you know, it was an opportunity to, you know, uh, um, you know, there's no Zach Kolaris, there's no Greg Ellingson, there's, you know, the, it, it's a preseason game. So I went down on the field, I got uh, accredited as a photographer, and I tried to snap as many pics as I could of, of uh, Blue Bombers players and coaches and that sort of thing to give, um, you know, the Bonfire Sports channel and, uh, you know, the social media and everything a little bit more richness uh, and texture, um, you know, this coming season. So I wasn't able to like watch the game as closely as I would like because I was kind of like up and down the elevator to the press box and walking up and down the field, um, you know, crouched in a corner and not really seeing what's happening uh, all the time. But um I, I do remember Johnny Augustine in particular, Zach. 
um, breaking tackles similar to what he's done, you know, last year and in years past, like he's hard to take down. He's not built physically like Andrew Harris. He's, he's a different makeup, but man, he runs, uh, you know, a different style, but, but very similar result where guys just can't get a grip on him and, and, and take him down. Or if they, they get him a little bit, you know, off balance, he's able to straighten himself out and, and keep chugging forward. The legs never stop. So, uh, boy, I, you know, I think Winnipeg's run game, despite, uh, you know, Andrew Harris moving on, is going to be really good this year. Yeah, that, it, I, I'm i excited for the run game. I, you know, as you say, it's running back by committee. I'd like to see. I'm really having a hard time centering myself. My God, I have bad You look great. Awareness. You look great. I don't know. I, I don't know where you got, I don't know where you got great. that hat, but you look great. This hat, let me tell you, we should be selling these hats, maybe doing some giveaways. This hat is like the most comfortable hat. Even my wife thought I looked good in this hat, Darren. And that that says a heck of a lot. Dalton Shane, I saw it on the chat. Someone asked. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know, he had about a seven-yard average uh, catch per catch. He had the touchdown. I I think it says something that he was in the first team, right? Like, they're not going to put him in the first team because, you know, they're going to yeah. cut him. I think they really wanted to give him a look. And uh, I liked what I saw from Dalton shown. Did I say Shane? I want to say whichever. Shown. What has he shown? I, what no, has we, he shown? We we uh, we pronounce things correctly on this. Uh, <laughs> this yes. Show. What that, about Trey our... Ford? Uh, or, or sorry, um, not Trey Ford. Tyrell Ford. Tyrell How did he look Ford, to yeah. you? Did you get a? I didn't really uh, have a chance to really watch him. Uh, Pumper yeah. saying he didn't look out of place. Uh, that's nice to hear. I I didn't uh, I didn't really have a chance to watch him. I saw him uh, guarding Cobb late in the game. Uh, the Elks receiver. Um, you know, Cobb had one catch for five yards in this game. Uh, I had heard from some people in Edmonton um, that you know he he was an impressive player in training camp so far. So you know, I'm not saying Trey. Uh, Tyrell Ford, Trey Ford, of course, the quarterback for the Elks yeah. at the start tonight. Uh, but Ty, his his twin brother Tyrell Ford, Bombers' top pick this year. Um, you know, I can't say he was guarding him all game, but um, yeah, no, didn't look out of place at all. So um, you know, we'll, we'll, again, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't expect any of those top end young guys like like Dobson or um, Ford. Um, you know, the, the top picks the Blue Bombers have had over sure. the last number of years to, to be amongst the guys that they're they're going to cut. If they do, they're going to go back to school and remain, uh, you know, the right. Blue, Blue Bombers property. Uh, shout out Maddie Meyer, uh, merch, merch, merch. Uh, that's a bit of an inside <laughs> joke. Matt uh, has, big shout out to Matt. Uh, I played football with Matt. Uh, he was uh, the defensive captain uh, when I played for the St. James Rods forever ago i won't uh you know divulge uh, too much of that but uh, <laughs> uh great guy huge reason why bonfire sports looks and feels like it does he helped design the bonfire b the the game day winnipeg you see up there oh, the entire website yes yes tip of the uh, cap to you yes big big shout out to uh to maddie great guy and uh what is it i need a website now.com there's your free plug, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> I need a website now.com. He's got a, okay. a ton of uh, great clients uh, in the restaurant and real estate and, and different industries. Uh, so, uh, you know, dial him up if you need, um, uh, if you need some help there. Very talented uh, man. Uh, so 
we we wanted to talk about um i think the biggest story that came out of this game like yeah nick dembski looked good and um you know adam big hill had a nice sack Cole yeah adamson the winnipegger the yes Manitoba mr Bison. adamson to you yes mr, mr. adamson to you you gotta suck uh, that, that that was honestly the highlight of the game for me that got yeah. the biggest the biggest cheer from the crowd at ig field darren and that was great. Hometown boy gets a big sack. I, I love it. I love it. Pumper. Yeah, he he looked like not out of place at all. And for those nope. that don't know that that bit of an inside joke, Mr. Adamson, that was his nickname in high school at Oak Park because he was such, uh, pardon my language, grown ass man. Yeah, that it was like, oh, hello, Mr. Adamson. How are the wife and kids? Uh, Ed Tate, uh, uh, BlueBombers.com shared that uh, that little tidbit uh, uh, during training camp. So. Um, here, Maddie joking, uh, leather helmets when uh, Matt and I played for the St. James Rods. <laughs> At least you played yeah. football, unlike me. Hey, let let me uh, let me jump in though. Uh, <laughs> I I was impressed with Blake Jackson. You know, we talked about in the mid uh, the midweek show, Darren. He he had a good camp last year. He uh, he got an injury, and it was nice to see him get what was it forty two yeah. yards, uh, yeah. three catches, forty two yards. Uh, I thought it was nice. I, I know they tried to go to Lucky Jackson. That that was a pick that was a bit underthrown by Prukop, but he was under pressure. You never know what the O line's like at that point in the game, right? So it's hard. It's hard for me to say whether Prukop whiffed on that, like through a duck. But but I did think it was nice to see Blake Jackson. I'd like to see him make the team. Uh, certainly I... good to have that receiver depth, of course, with Jalen Saunders, and we won't talk about that because uh, that's a well unfortunate. Issue, but... You know, we we can touch on it. Unfortunate yeah. incident, and obviously uh, that story from the Winnipeg Free Press uh, came out after Chris Walby and I did game day Winnipeg uh, on uh, Wednesday uh, afternoon. So, or pardon me, it's Friday today. So we did it on Thursday afternoon. Um, well, it's actually th- Saturday, Darren. Well, now it is, but let's come on. <laughs> let's, let's be real here. It's it's after dark. It's not, uh, you know, pancake breakfast. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you know, very unfortunate uh, instance. Um, allegations, of course, nothing proven yet, but uh, allegations of um, sexual assault uh, from uh, a Winnipeg woman uh, towards Jalen Saunders, the, the Blue Bombers just did what I think is probably right in this case. And that is until things are solved, you, you part ways from uh, the individual. I know a lot of people uh, out there, um, you know, are, you know, have said things like, Oh, he's guilty until proven innocent and yada, yada. Regardless, it's a distraction. Yeah. It's professional football. And, you know, if, if you have to be dealing with those things off the field um, it needs to be dealt with before you can, play football and, and be part of, uh, of the Winnipeg blue bombers. So, um, you know, that, that was handled how, um, you know, how, how we expected, but anyway, yeah, like, you know, Walby and I talked about it. My gut was that it was performance based because they cut them before the first preseason yeah. game. Now we know that it was uh, likely something else, but BJ Muckleveen did not play in this game. Yeah. Uh, Zach, he's somebody that, you know, has been a little bit nicked up in training camp, but he made some nice plays. I'm with you on Blake Jackson, that, that really yeah. tough injury he suffered uh, in training camp last year ended his season. Um, but you know, he looks extremely well-rounded, 
uh, and extremely um, dynamic. So, uh, you know, yeah, we, we talked a lot about that, right? It's like, oh, okay, they cut Jalen Saunders. They don't have Darvin Adams and they don't have uh, Kenny Lawler. And, you know, Greg Ellingson's 30-something years. Don't worry about the Blue Bombers receiving core. Don't worry about it. I think yeah. the talent is super deep there. Well, and, and, and speaking of receivers, it was nice to see, you know, you talked about this in the midweek show, but Janarian Grant was there with the first team. I think he had a couple of catches, nothing, nothing crazy, but, you know, he was there. He didn't look out of place as a receiver. Actually, he just had one catch for the five yards, uh, but uh, it was nice to see him there. I, I will switch to defense if we can, and I want to give my player the game. I don't know if that's a segment, but Zach's player of the game, <laughs> number 36, buddy. Canadian DB, 5'11", 200 pounds from Wilfred Laurier. I believe he was the one that caused the turnover. Yep. I thought he was laying the boom. I think he had a, he was good in coverage. My player of the game is Malcolm Thompson. You know, we were talking about Tyrell Ford and Patrice Renee and Nick Hallett. No shade on Nick, but uh, was it Nick who was playing? Noah's the one who started. Which one is which one? Which Hallett was playing? Nick is the starting safety right now with Brandon Alexander Hurt and his brother, his older Noah. or younger brother Noah Hurt. So, so yeah, Nick, it's... Nick, I thought struggled a little bit, but again, it's preseason. But Malcolm Thompson, this guy really jumped out to me, and I was yeah. super jacked to see him out there. We kept talking about him uh, during the game at halftime in the car ride home. Of course, my uh, my mother-in-law's partner likes to speed. We, we don't really know why. He's semi-retired. Like, why are you speeding home? <laughs> but don't anyway. speed home after. Don't speed home. Don't speed to the game. Don't speed home either. There's a lot of people right. out there. You gotta be, but, but, you gotta be hey, safe. Malcolm Thompson, he he impressed me, Darren. Really exciting. Uh, I think he uh, waiters twenty seven is saying he had a nice, perfectly timed tackle for a loss. It's hard to it. I think anyway. I never played football, but it's hard to square up a guy in space who's running yeah, downhill yeah. on you and yeah. and square him up and just take him down for a loss. That that takes a lot of talent and timing and body control. And I thought, you know, great that he's a Canadian. Right, that that helps your ratio out. So yep. yeah, I I uh, I loved me some Malcolm Thompson. I'm excited to see. I hopefully he plays in uh, Saskatchewan on Tuesday, Darren. Let, let's see what he's got. Let's see if he can be consistent. There, I think you know, unless you're watching on a, a little phone or something, uh, maybe you can see that. But he played two games for the Hamilton Tiger Cats last season. Right, it was late in, late in the year um, when when they had some uh, defensive back injury issues. Um, but, uh, you know, clearly he's got something, you know, and when, when you can make impactful plays times two, at least, uh, in, in a CFL preseason game late in a game, I, I think that bodes really well for, uh, Malcolm Thompson. Uh, again, the blue bombers need that Canadian depth. Like we could talk about the ratio and these new rules and 49%, yada, yada, who cares? The reality is good Canadian talent helps team win championships. Like Absolutely. Dembski or uh, Mike Benson, long snapping, uh, or um, you know Jesse Briggs or you know Shane Gauthier. Obviously, I don't know if the Blue Bombers would be Great Cup champions in 2019 if it wasn't for Shane Gauthier, who was like a mid round pick, uh, you know, uh, out of uh, out of Quebec uh, in right the CFL there, draft Darren. a number of years ago. So Great Cup, yeah. Great Cup, oh, uh, a party, a couple, a few weeks ago at nice. Uh, 
where was it? The Regent Casino. I got some Shane Gauthier to sign uh, sign my jersey there. Yeah, big fan of his, man. So, you know, guys like that, yeah. like uh, Malcolm Thompson, like a Patrice Rene, maybe he can make, uh, you know, a mark in the, in the next preseason game. Yeah. Um, Tanner Cadwallader, who I mentioned earlier, you know, he, he had a good game and uh, was somebody that uh, made an impact, uh, you know, a, a couple times. He just plays so hard-nosed. I love watching uh, Tanner Cadwallader, number 47, uh, play football. He, he's just a heck of a lot of fun. Um, and then you got, you know, Brendan O'Leary Orange didn't dress for this game, but he drips with talent. I think that's the yeah. way I put it, uh, you know, <laughs> with, with Walby the other day. But yeah. um, anyway these Canadians are extremely important. And when you can develop some of those guys to fill in at defensive back or weak side linebacker, or middle linebacker, or, you know, in the case of uh, Cole Adamson, who was awesome today and, and yeah. will go back to school at the university of Manitoba um, for the 2022 season. Uh, but, you know, the future looks bright uh, with a lot of these young Canadians making, making things happen. Well, uh, and on a and on a lighter note, I think uh, the refs were in preseason form because they whiffed on a holding call. Uh, yeah. I think it was number thirty-eight. I believe it was Rutledge who got absolutely horse collared, and he was in good position yeah. to make a play. But hey, the zebras are in preseason form. You know who else was in preseason form? <laughs> was Captain Blue? I don't know if people noticed. We were just chuckling about this on the way home, but it was second and five, and. Captain Blue in the in the in the north end zone was just speeding across the end zone. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Love me some Captain Blue, but second and five, uh, he was a he was a bit premature there. But I ain't gonna throw. Hey, I'm not a I'm not an airplane pilot. I can't I can't rock that leather coat. Maybe he was just having some fun. But I love me some Captain Blue. That that was uh, I that was I got pretty a quick funny. I noticed there was a couple well lubricated gentlemen uh, <laughs> trying to talk to Captain Blue. I don't know if they knew him or what the deal was. First, it was one guy, then it was two guys, and they're hollering over over the the railing there at Captain Blue in that that north end zone corner. Okay. And then the secu you know, the, the the ushers come down. They're like, "What are you doing?" You like go back to him. He's like, "Oh no, I know him" or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> he was offside, Captain Blue. But well, maybe he yeah, was I guess, to get I guess away so. From these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Waiters27 uh, watching live on YouTube says he noticed Captain Blue jumped the gun. But um, I, I, you know, you can hear that that engine throughout yeah. the stadium, right? Absolutely. If you're sitting, like if you're sitting right next to it, like I was, like holy cow, it's it it sounds like three Harleys. Yeah, you know, all all at the same time. But uh, I digress. It was, uh, um, you know, it, it was interesting watching Captain Blue mess up hey, a man. little bit. But. Training Let's camp for everybody. It's training camp, and and it was training camp for the fans. You know, had to reacquaint myself. Where's the bathroom? Are the are mm. the uh, water fountains working? Yes, yes, they are. That was excellent. It was a nice night at the park, man. Like, Beautiful. yeah, it, yeah. It, there was some there was some whips. I saw. I I, I noted Reda Cram, the number seventeen Canadian DB. He had a nice tackle, squared up a guy really well. Just some other things. Uh, Wellcott's had a nice tackle on the QB or the, uh, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Malik Clements, I noted a couple times, uh, stood yep. out. I thought he looked pretty good. 
Great uh, story. I, yeah, I, I got to go say ahead. this. Judy Owen of the Canadian Press, if you right. don't follow her uh, on Twitter, follow her. Great reporter. She's been a sports reporter for 30 plus years uh, here in Winnipeg, long time with the Winnipeg Sun, um, and, and now with the Canadian Press. She actually wrote a piece for Malik Clement's hometown paper. I retweeted it. Right, I think yeah. uh, Derek Taylor did as, as well. Really fun story about him being a dentist and having like that a perfect smile and that sort of thing. But he's obviously trying to make an impact uh, on the football field before, uh, uh, you know, becoming a dentist. So uh, go look for that story. It's, it's in our Twitter feeds if you, if you spin through it. Um, but uh, a pretty cool story there. Um, I'm looking for the attendance and, and sorry to, cu to yeah, cut you off. Keep. I'm going to look for the attendance. Yeah, you yeah. Keep telling ahead. me you got your notes there. You're writing yeah, more notes than notes. me. Uh, you know, I'm a professional. And I've got my press pass. I've got my hat. I've got no. my notes. Um. Yeah. So Cranley <laughs> had a nice tackle, but he took uh he on second down took a a, a UR penalty, 15 yards. You don't want to do that. That's not going to look good for Mike O'Shea. He's right. probably going to get a talking to. I love hmm. me some Les Maru, number zero zero from Japan. He yes. got beat on one uh, for a TD, but he he's a linebacker, so he was a line. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Andrew from Turf uh, District knows who it was, but uh, the Edmonton receiver beat him for a touchdown. But he's a linebacker on on a receiver. It looked like it was a bit of a speedster. So I'm gonna okay. let him go on that one again. I want to talk about some Malcolm Thompson. My favorite player uh, play of the game. I know he's the player of the game for me, Darren. The play of the game was a perfectly timed safety blitz from number 36, Malcolm Thompson, and he just crushed the quarterback. And I love me some safe. When a safety blitz is timed up well and you smoke that opposing quarterback, like yes. that's that for me, that's a touchdown. Like that gets me revved up just as much, Darren. Loved, loved love the safety blitz because when it doesn't work we all know what happens that's usually a touchdown you know that you know zero coverage in the middle and, and someone's just blazing to the end zone so again i've got cadwell otter uh, number 47 had a nice tackle <laughs> i won't write what i what i wrote here about mortada missing that pat <laughs> uh, uh someone noted i think it was john ho saying beside me uh him and pat said hey we saw Oliveira with a patented andrew harris spin move so that was cool i didn't see that one it's hard, hard to no, see. no i didn't either of course i do just, say, just go ahead i'll go just ahead. i'll just jump in and, and answer uh andre harm's question who's uh watching live on youtube the attendance is not on the official stats like here, here's the official stats and uh i don't know if you can see it there but there's no attendance uh officially listed but they did announce it in the press box and it was just over twenty thousand, if i'm not mistaken uh so uh, th this is my question to you zach because uh, yes, i had a couple of people asking me like oh you know is this like normal for a preseason game my understanding is it's pretty normal to get yeah. about twenty thousand for a preseason game it's that throw-in ticket the bombers have like a buy one get one free uh, deal and, yeah. and, and tickets for youth and that sort of thing for the preseason because like you know we're, we're gonna you're not gonna see zach Kolaris, right no. you're not gonna see uh, uh four quarters of adam big hill and four quarters of willie jefferson so uh that that's just the case but how was the energy it seemed like a really enthusiastic it was crowd. good man you know what it was a great energy and uh lots of lots of familiar fans you know as you guys all know right 
this is a family. You see each other. You make friends with the people in your section, and you haven't seen yeah. them since November, October, since that West Final, actually in December, which was a frigid night. Uh, so yeah, you know, like people you wouldn't normally see. I sit beside uh, hustlers' parents, great people. They oh yeah, they let me. They let me their program. Mom let me the program. She's like, I don't need it. I'll, I'll look at my husband's. You she know. could just call hustler, and he could probably read it verbatim. <laughs> you know, or or, or exactly. have it memorized verbatim. Shout got, out one of the big sports. I saw Logan talk. and the crew. Those guys, Logan. Uh, Logan does scrap metal. He came straight straight from work. I said, buddy, you work harder than me in ten minutes than I do a whole day. So nice to see Logan and the bunch. So you. Know what the crowd was good you had people drinking and eating you saw people who hadn't seen each other in a few months shaking hands giving hugs right so i think the crowd was good nothing nothing makes me more excited than hearing that cannon go off i love how they hit the cannon at the end of the game even though we lost because hey oh really hit the cannon Why i not? remember a few years ago they stopped doing the cannon because there was some kind of zoning issue uh, with the people in the the, the, the resident, of course, U of M is in a residential area. There's those condos right? just west, yeah, on Snow and, Street behind the hospital, behind Victoria. Yeah. And, yeah, and there was no cannon for a couple of games. And I sent a strongly worded email to Wade Miller. I said, "It ain't IG Field without the fan cannon, like not the fan what cannon, you, like the what, you, the, cannon. The, what are you gonna do when like the Rolling Stones or ACDC are there, like they have been in years past, right?" Like you're gonna be like, okay, guys, like easy on the baseline because we don't want too much rumble. Yeah, give like, me a break. You, you gotta you have the a, cannon. You you got a stadium there that that's the way it is. I want to shout out uh, this comment here. Karamjeet Betty uh, is always commenting on the Bonfire Sports videos on YouTube. Thanks so much for commenting, Karamjeet. Uh, appreciate uh, your support. And you know, he says Augustine looks amazing. A better choice than Oliveira to replace. <laughs> Harris, yeah. now you probably jumped in late because we, we talked about this, right? It's going to be a backfield by committee. Like tonight, it wasn't exactly split even. Um, right. Just pulling up the stats here between, uh, it was a lot more Augustine uh, than Brady Oliveira. That could be for a variety of reasons, uh, but, you know, we won't speculate. But Johnny looked good. So did yeah. Brady. Uh, yeah. but, you know, this is going to be a one-two punch, a 1A, a 1B all year long. Mix in a little Kyle Borsa to throw defenses off. You know, an American. They got two Americans here, Simpson and McRae, yeah. uh, that, McRae, that yeah. could make the team. If 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 they make an impact in the return game, yeah. Simpson and McRae. McRae dressed tonight. I don't believe Simpson did. No, um, I didn't see Simpson. So we'll see in just four days when this team's playing a, a rematch uh, well, not a rematch, but uh, another game in just four days uh, in Regina against the Rough Riders uh, on Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Quick crazy. Around. to think that. But, you know, if those American running backs can make something happen uh, in the receiving game, but especially the return game, then they might earn a roster spot. Um, you want your returner to be fresh. Yeah. You want your returner to maybe take a breath if they have a big return and set up the offense and, and don't need to like step right on the field. Mike O'Shea said, Hey, you know, like if, if Janarian Grant wins the job and uh, also wins a starting receiver job, they'll do it. They'll, they'll do that. Right. If Nick Dembski needs to uh, return a kick here and there in a pinch, like he has throughout his career, um, they're not going to take him out of the the starting receiving rotation. They might give him a play to, to catch his breath, yeah. get the oxygen a little bit. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, that tailback duo uh, rounds out. It's going to be fun to watch regardless this season.
Oh, it's going to be great. And you know who I'm most excited to see this season, like really take the next step because he's he's almost there. You know, he's 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 top tier Canadian. Yeah, that's nice. Eh? That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Welcome. Man. Hello. Welcome, Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Dembski. I thought he looked good tonight. He was the leading receiver. He had 80 yards. He's smooth. He did drop one, actually. He probably could have got 100 yards in a preseason game, which is, is which is not bad, right? I think Nick Dembski is going to challenge for the most outstanding Canadian, Darren. This Somebody guy. mentioned that, too. Yeah. Yeah, like this guy. Okay, so Nick Dembski. Like, what I've noticed over the years is if the Bombers' offense is sputtering a little bit, mm-hmm. it's Nick Dembski that gets him out of the out of the pinch, right? You remember yep. the 2019 West final going into the graveyard of McMahon. They'd beaten us the year before in the West final 22, 14, you know, we had Matt Nichols. Uh, he kind of threw the ball away. Nothing was working for him. Yes. That game, that was a huge game in bomber history. We beat them 35, 14 and who breaks it open. But Nick Dembski, not on a pass. He runs it up the gut. With uh, with Chris Strebler faking the run beautifully, the mm-hmm. guy can run. He can ca- he can do the end around. He can catch a screen pass. You know he's the one who got us back in the game in the 2021 Grey Cup. Well, he had that deep in- deeper crossing route and Zach Caleros with the onions. He always goes for the deeper pass. Love me some Zach Kalaris. Nick Gensky pulls an all world move, breaks the ankles of the DB, <clears throat> and he can return punts. Darren. Like I'm looking for a huge year from Nick Dembski. You you you've got uh you've got Greg Ellingson, right? That you know he's gonna have a huge year. He's your number one. You got Will Carsby there, yeah, right. But uh, Rashid Bailey's gonna have a big year. But how do you stop Nick Dembski when he's your third or fourth receiver with that kind of talent? Forget whether he's Canadian or not. Forget whether he's from Oak Park. Nick Dembski, who's signed my jersey, by the way. I am looking for big things. So I noticed him jump off the page. Don't love that sun hat he wears, but I'll I'll, I'll give him oh, a break on that one. The, the, that I, bucket I the hat is hat. the the bucket hat is extremely is popular is? in that a blue bombers hat. room. Yeah, like like Brandon Alexander stayed in Winnipeg all winter, right. and like every picture of him, he he's wearing that bucket hat with the 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 front popped up. Dembski jumping <laughs> on it too. Look, I, I I'll say this about Nick Dembski. Okay. Um, I've been singing his praises for a long time uh, because he is such a unique talent. Like I've called him the Canadian Swiss army knife. I should just call him the Canadian army knife. He's got so many different weapons and so many different ways he can be utilized. You can put him out wide and send him deep. He has that speed. You can bring him inside and run him across the middle to make a catch in traffic. And, and, you know, right in that linebacker layer, uh, you can have him block he right. looks a little bit bigger this year. I don't know if anybody else noticed you that. I noticed that. that in camp. Yeah, I noticed that in camp a little bit. Dembski looks a little bit bigger, looks just as uh, fleet of foot as ever. Um, and then, of course, you know, what can you do with Nick Dembski? The jet sweep, stuff in the backfield. But then you can just line him up as a tailback. Like, he can put his hands on his knees behind the quarterback. Right. Eye formation or pistol or, or whatever, you know, the, the one-back set or the two-back set, and run the ball like, take it and run it between the tackles and be just as good as any other player, you know, and, and dangerous uh, because he can break a tackle. He can gain an edge. He can make it happen. So um, 
it speaks to the ratio. It speaks to these new rules. It speaks to Canadian talent. It speaks to developing players. It speaks to the talent of you sports athletes. That's right. Uh, you know, out of uh, the University of Manitoba and, and how good he was in Canada West as a perennial all-star uh, and in doing so many different things as a member of the Bisons. Well, now he's doing it uh, so many different ways as a pro. And, you know, with, with Andrew Harris moving on from the Bombers, he's the guy. He is the star Canadian in my mind, on this team, and, and he deserves all the praise because he's making it happen. This is what I wanted to say, though. Last thought on Nick Dembski, because I got some pashas during training camp when I said this. Nick Dembski, 1,000 combined yards this year. That's what thousand? I think we'll see. 1,000. yeah. I'd, I'd put money down on that. Yeah, I think he'll have it. Because, like, I remember last year, Zach – he had two or three times he was tripped up from behind yes. at the 50 or at the 45. Like he would have, he would have went house. So I give him an extra 150, 200 sure. yards than he actually finished with last year. Cause it was that close to, to breaking those uh, runs or, or, or yak yards after the catch. So that was the um, banjo bowl there. And I think he had a couple big ones. One right? was from uh, McGuire on a, on a fake. Well, they don't like to call them trick plays in Bomberland, but we do. Uh, it was a fake. I think it was a third and short from McGuire who's since moved on uh, to work for the police, but uh, he threw it to Dembski. Dembski, it was going to be a house call. And 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 he, it happened a couple times in the game where he, for whatever reason, he turned the wrong way and just basically ran into the DB. But I, I would 100% put money down on him getting 1,000 yards if he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be... His break, and he's had a breakout year. I don't want to say breakout year, but he's going to take it over the top. Elevation again, year. Elevation. I love yeah. it. Elevation year. I, I do want to talk about a couple things. This is my beef of the game, and I know I'm no Chris Walby, right? But my beef of the game is this program. <laughs> this program drives okay. me nuts. Okay, Why do I'm they gonna... not use your program? I heard many fans complaining about this. The lettering is teeny tiny. I see your pumper saying this. And they do it by alphabet, right? I know the alphabet, folks. I don't need it alphabetically. Like, I don't have... My wife will tell you, and, and, and seven-year-old daughter who's a bit precocious, I don't have a lot of brain cells to burn, Darren. Oh, I know. It's tough because you, you can't see the names on the guys. You see their no. number, and then you're like, okay, where's 15? Where's 15? Where's 15? And it's like, it's impossible to find because it's not numerical, right? But, but um, here's the thing, Darren. You flip that over, and our friends of the Turf District will have a laugh at this. By the way, it was Karan Ashley uh, Andrews saying from the Turf District who burned yep. Les Marule. I don't want to say burned, but he beat him. But uh, guess what? It's numerical order for the Elks, but it's alphabetical for us. I know we're getting into the weeds here, Darren, but <laughs> I saw some people that are like, hey, did, hey, I use DBs. I use Darren Bombing's one because it, it makes more sense. And, okay, uh... so bonfiresports.ca, <laughs> go, bon go to bonfiresports.ca, and, well, this is my wrinkled up printed one, but uh, hit the news section on bonfiresports.ca, and you've got the way too early depth chart. I put it out every year. It's what I see in practice. This is not official. I used to put the Bombers logo on it, and they were like, no, don't put our logo on it anymore because right. it's not ours. I'm like, okay, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, so bonfire logo on there and uh go check it out on bonfire Sports and, and, and on on air i'm i'm crumpling this thing up which drove me nuts uh i should have had bifocals on come on bombers you can do better than that here darren darren do you mind if i say a couple other things here that i saw 
Let's hear it. Okay. I want people before you do. Yeah, yeah. Go hit ahead. the hotline. Of people, text. It's just like texting your mama. It's just like texting your friend or your boss or whoever. Fire off a text. It's an easy way for you to vent during the game. You don't have to be in the live chat here. If you miss the show or if you anticipate the show coming up, fire a text or call. If you, you know, like the old call-in shows on the radio, call, leave a voicemail. I get a, like an MP3 of it right to my email. I'm going to play it on air. So say your name, let it fly, call yeah. the number and, and you know, we'll, we'll get you on the show. I think that'll be a really fun way of, of getting fans to engage, but hit the hotline. Do yeah. it. It's hot. The bonfire's hot. The hotline's hot. Uh, my friend Damian Penner left a pretty hot and steamy message for me that was shared by one Darren Palmin. <laughs> <laughs> I won't repeat it because it was uh, maybe cross the line. Hey, Brett Olson just put this up. Yeah, Cole Adamson played really well. Darren was saying he, had he, a, he got a sack, and that was probably the biggest cheer from the crowd. Uh, yeah. I, I did see – okay, so I saw something, and and here here's, here's what I want to throw to you and our blue crew here. Is it concerning – that one Winston Rose, who usually smells like a rose, got burnt on that opening touchdown. It was like a 51, 52 yarder. He was in single coverage. And I know he has a nose for the ball. He might err on the side of going for the pick. Does that even matter? Or am I making too much of that? Because I was like, was that Winston Rose? So who pulled in that touchdown? I think it was Caleb Hawley, right? Yeah. And I didn't even know Caleb Hawley was still playing, but. There's, there's a handful a, of guys guy on Edmonton, like, right? I, I, like, guilty, guilty. <laughs> I didn't do my homework on the Elks because it's preseason. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll watch, you know, Trey Ford and we'll watch Nick Arbuckle. And, you know, I'm like, Charles Nelson? Our yeah. old pal here in Winnipeg, Charles Nelson's on the Elks. He returned a kick. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know a handful of guys on the Elks, like Shy Ross, Winnipeg sure. native, uh, Manitoba Bison. Uh, you know, internet famous for the backflip Oreo cookie dunk. Uh, and then <laughs> right. what did he do? He did a backflip with like the 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 weight, the the, the yeah, barbell or the dumbbell uh, this year. That was that was yeah, barbell. That, that, that was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, there's a handful of guys. I'm just like, well, they're on Edmonton now. Okay, that's good. They, they got to do something. They were awful last year, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Chris Jones rebuild from the bottom up. It is. And uh, hey, shout out to Don Crookshank from Winkler. Glad to see Ooh. you got home. Sign guy. And I saw you on the big screen. Uh, love me some sign guy. The, the other thing. Uh, so so, well, what do you think? Do you think it's big that that Rose, you know, is it just preseason? You, there's 12 guys on the field in the defense, right? So you don't know if he was left on an island. I don't remember if it was a scramble drill. I don't think so. But the quarterback had some time and 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 the. Listen, Caleb Hawley's a veteran. He's going to make a catch. He's had a thousand yard uh, seasons before, so whatever. But 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 it was just like, was that Winston Rose who got burnt? Like, look, Zach. If he got burnt, he got burnt. If he got beat, yeah. he got beat. Uh, you know, everybody gets beat. Everybody makes mistakes. Like that's why they play the games. That's why you know guys are paid paychecks on on both sides, right? So. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to be perfect, uh, especially in the preseason. Like think of what training camp was like this year for these guys. It was three days of rookie camp 
And, you know, Dakota Prukup was there, but it was pretty much all rookies. Yeah. And then, uh, then there was four days off as the CBA negotiations carried on. Then they got back on the field and it was still uncertainty. It was a, a vote down. It was, it was this and that. And, and, uh, you know, four days of training camp disappeared. Now they play a game. They've got four days. They're going to play another game. Uh, and, you know, anticipation of June 10th and, and the season opening uh, at home against Paul Apolis's Ottawa Red Blacks. But the reality is this is a very strange training camp. And for Winston Rose, like he stepped in last year, he played extremely well on yeah. that great cup run, but he was with the Cincinnati Bengals for a year and a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, h- however you look at it, um, it's the preseason. It could have been Adam Big Hill who made a mistake. It could have been Willie Jefferson who made a mistake. It could have been Nick Dembski or, or Zach Kolaris if he was playing today, which he didn't, uh, making a mistake. It happens. Guys get beat. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm never going to write a guy off, especially no, someone as accomplished as Winston Rose, of or even put, a, even put a knock on him. I'm not going to do that in the preseason. No, if it was uh, a game that enough. mattered and he got targeted all game and he had a bad game, well, he had a bad game. But the preseason, uh, I'm not too concerned. Well, listen, I, I as my wife will tell you, I don't have a very good uh, short or long-term memory, so I probably won't even remember this tomorrow. So, Winston Rose, you still smell like a rose. That's the consensus. And listen, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, it was tough to see. I think it was Marlon character number 39 DB go down. Got hurt. Yeah. I, don't, I I think he got he got nicked up. It didn't look great. It didn't necessarily look like a season ending ending injury, Darren. Yeah. What did you see from that? I I don't know for sure, but I think I saw him on crutches uh, after the game. Um, Who knows? You you don't know. Uh, And and we, and we won't know. That's the the reality for uh, Mike O'Shea coach team. Of course, the turf district talking about the Elks needing a complete roster overhaul, not defending champ blue bombers, but uh, um Here's Don saying he wasn't impressed. He's watching live on Facebook. So uh, yeah. shout out there, Don. Appreciate uh, that. And, and be sure to, to give it a follow. Um, wasn't impressed with Dakota Prukup. Uh, we, we touched on this, Zach. He went uh, five, of, yeah, five of 14 five for 14. 81 yards, two interceptions. Um, I mentioned before, I'll, I'll hang one of those INTs on him. The other, maybe not. But uh you know, Dakota Prukup's got to learn uh, a new offense. Uh, Drew Brown doesn't. So, fair point. Com- comfort level, I, I think th- th- that's what these games are for. That's what these preseason games are for. Well, and hey, Dakota Prukup got a touchdown. It was a nice run, and uh, it was in the north end zone. So, I'm I'm gonna just uh, I'm just gonna call an audible and say that's North Dakota, baby. Oops. North Dakota. What? Which? Evan Dakota Prukop. What, oh. Whenever Dakota Prukop scores a touch, I got touchdown. you now. I, Sorry, I, that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, the coals are, are kind of cooling down. Everyone's like, okay, maybe it's time to go to bed. But but listen, like it was a good run. But uh, whenever he scores a touchdown, I'm going to throw that joke out. North Dakota, South Dakota, who knows, buddy? But but he he had a couple of good passes. It's it's preseason. I don't know. What's Donnie this, saying here? So maybe the guy should have run around with a garbage can. That's, you know, uh, a, a mention to the Blue Bombers video they put out uh, during the practice week. Right, with, of course. Like, 240 frames per second, slow motion, perfect <laughs> pass, this beautiful spiral. 
boom, right in the garbage can in the corner of the end zone. Uh, watching, I'll say I, I watched them during training camp, like great little piece of video there. But the reality is all five quarterbacks were, I don't know if Kolaris was, but all, you know, the majority of the quarterbacks, they were thrown towards that garbage can for a while. And Dakota was the closest a couple times, hit the side of it a couple times. Then he finally nailed that one in the bucket. So uh, shout out to Dakota there and, and kind of a funny comment from Don. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm blown away. Okay, like I want to mention Drew Brown again. I'm extremely yeah. impressed with this guy. Yeah. Not just what I saw on the field. I'll, I'll share what I heard um, just outside the locker room when he spoke to media. Uh, this guy, like... I don't know. You can look up his height and weight, but he said it. He goes like, "Oh, I crumpled up my thing in in a rage." <laughs> yeah, now you. I, I got to open it up here. Sorry, I don't mean so, to throw shade on the Bombers Publishing crew. He's whatever. listed. He's listed at five eleven, and one ninety five. One ninety five. Okay, if if he's five eleven, I'm six foot. I'm not six foot. Regardless. <laughs> he, he drew Brown said it himself after the game today. He said, I'm not big. I'm paraphrasing. Of course, I'm not big. I'm short. And it's, you know, uh, he needs to be confident because the questions were, you looked extremely confident out there. You know, what was working for you? That sort of thing. You know, first real opportunity for drew Brown who joined the blue bombers in 2021, no preseason, uh, a real opportunity for him to get some meaningful snaps and, and, you know, consistency and run some drives. And, and he looked awesome. 77%, uh, 108 yards and a touchdown, um, you know, had a nice 49 yard strike uh, to Nick Dembski for the touchdown yep. in the first quarter. Um, but he looked so calm and composed in the game. And then when we talked to him afterwards, he was so calm and composed, like soft spoken, mm. but authoritative. And he just talked about like how confident he is. And then, you know, a very good question from uh, Taylor Allen of the Winnipeg Free Press about, you know, your size and being a walk-on in college and, and all of that. Like he went junior college. Then I think he went University of Hawaii. Then he went to Oklahoma State and, you know, had to fight to be the starter uh, there, you know, because he's small. Like NCAA coaches are the same as N NFL coaches. They right. want six foot four, 225. You yeah. know, they want Andrew Luck. They want... Uh, you know, a 35-year-old or a 40-year-old um, uh, Tom Brady. They don't want a 22-year-old Tom Brady. I can tell you that. Um, no, nobody did. But nobody did. They don't. 199. They don't want a five-foot-ten quarterback. So he's never been maybe uh, given the benefit of the doubt. So he's had to go out and prove everything. Um, but you know, a question from Taylor Allen about you know having a chip on your shoulder if that's served him well and. I love the answer because he, he could have said, well, yeah, it's giving me a chip on my shoulder because I got to go out and prove myself. But he didn't. He's, he literally said, I honestly don't care. I don't care. And it was believable. It wasn't just like, oh, I don't care. Everybody thinks I'm, I'm short or I'm not big enough or whatever. He's like, I don't care. The only people I care about are my teammates in that room, my fiance and my family. That's what he, and, and, and just like how he said it, like go to yeah. bluebombers.com and, and, and watch it. I will. Um, very, very impressive young man. Um, and, and clearly Buck Pierce likes him because I, I don't think he would, um, you know, keep a guy around that he didn't believe in, that he didn't see uh, as, as a, a prospect and as somebody that can, can develop. We know this is Zach Kolaris' team, right? Yeah. Um, but 
they need Drew Brown to be as good or better than the uh, guy in his sixth year as a, as a quarterback in the CFL and Dakota Brew Cup. Uh, well, well, I think, yeah. Well, last thing I'll say is I, I tweeted during the game when it was um, Drew Brown uh, to Dalton Schoen, yeah. right? And yeah. I said, oh, like, did we just see the future? Yeah, and I was joking, obviously, like tongue in cheek, like future, like three <laughs> years from now, five years sure. from now. Sure. Um, but, you know, a couple of people on Twitter, settle down, you know, take it easy. <laughs> just just having fun during the preseason. But I think Drew Brown is somebody that has all the intangibles and all the ability that he showed tonight on the field to, to be a quarterback in this league. Listen, I, I thought he had and, and there was one particular play where he hung in the pocket. And I think when a quarterback hangs in the pocket and has a little bit of patience for a guy to get open, that shows me a lot. You know, as you said, it's his second year in the offense. Prukop is his first. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Donnie's saying, is this Prukop's last chance? I don't know. Uh, the one I want to hit, because uh, you did a nice uh, a bit on this last time, Darren, is Brett Olson's asking if you want to pull it up. Who do you guys have starting at dime this year? You want to speak to that? Because I think that's a huge question in Bomberland with Mastin going down. Well, I don't know. Do you want me to go into like the whole thing about what the strong side linebacker slash dime nah, is? Nah, it's getting laid. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I agree. So uh, regardless, <laughs> the dime back, I don't yeah. like calling it strong side linebacker because it's not a linebacker. Right. He's a dime back. He is the sixth defensive back. Um, and... You know, Mercy Maston going down, that hurts a lot. Uh, they went and got Alden Darby last year. He ended up being a CFL All-Star, so good on him and uh, getting a new contract and, and joining uh, the opponent, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, but um, with with Maston down, it does look like Donald Rutledge Jr., who was wearing number 38 tonight. Uh, they see him as that yeah. bigger body, that safety type, that, that guy that can kind of get his nose dirty uh, and help in run support uh, near the line of scrimmage, but the dime is a DB. You got to cover receivers downfield. We see Adam Big Hill do it. We see Kyrie Wilson do it. We see, you know, uh, Les Maruo do it, but yeah. the dime has to do it like a corner, like a halfback. Uh, they, they have to be able to go 40 yards downfield and, and, and make a play with their hands uh, and obviously with their legs uh, to get there. Uh, I think Rutledge has got the inside track on that. That's a tough position to play, though. They, you know, Zach, they talk about halfback being difficult for American players to come up and learn the waggle and, and be the nickel. Like they call it the nickel in the NFL because you're the fifth defensive back. Well, there's already yeah. five defensive backs in the CFL. That's why the nickel plus one, that's the dime or the next coin. Uh, right. I, di I digress, though. Uh, <laughs> that, that dime is a tough spot to play Absolutely. because it's brand new to these guys. And for Donald Rutledge Jr., you know, uh, time with a couple NFL clubs, um, but first time in Canada, first time playing on this big field, first time playing against the Waggle, and first yep. time playing with 12 guys on the field. People never talk about that as much as they talk about the Waggle and the big field. There's 12 dudes out there. It's like an extra, like it's, it's just football is so natural to these guys suddenly he's got to think oh you know there's another there's another guy I, I saw three receivers over there oh man now there's three over here with the running back so it'll be tough but i i think uh you know in this system and the pressure that they can get up front and, and the talent they have with rose and, and Nichols and glass and taylor uh yeah. you know guarding they're gonna be okay well, uh, i know we're getting late i'm probably running up against it here but but i did sure. want to i did want to ask 
we haven't talked about the hash marks, Darren. Like, no. did you notice anything with those hash marks? Like, I wasn't, I, I you know, I kind of forgot about it as I was watching. So I was curious if maybe anybody. Well, there the you go. There you go. If you forgot right? about it and you knew right. about it, imagine right. if you didn't know about it. Would you have even noticed? No. So I, I think maybe that's that's a good thing. It, yeah. It's not a huge change. It's one that they expect to help offenses and scoring and um, you know explosiveness because there's just going to be more field to work with on both sides. Uh, I think it's good for Canadians and Canadian receivers like Drew Waltarski, like yeah. Brendan O'Leary, Orange. Uh, I don't know if it'll affect Nick Dembski too much, but maybe, uh, maybe in the jet sweep and and those types of of plays. Uh, but it's going to help that Z receiver, that wide side of the field receiver, be more involved uh, than maybe they were uh, with with the wider hash marks, which really puts them on a wide, wide, wide side of the field. Yeah, and yeah, and and maybe let's uh, let's maybe let's look big picture going forward here, Darren. Uh, what's your takeaway from this game? You know, does anyone jump out at you who's, who's who you didn't think was going to make the team? Who is maybe someone who faded mm. a little bit? Not to throw shade on these guys, they're human beings. I'll I'll say this. Um, like I, I already raved about Drew Brown. I think that's a very very big positive. Yeah. Um, you know, Cedric Wilcox, uh, Malcolm Thompson, um, Tanner Cadwalladder in defensive snaps. All those guys looked really good, and, and I think helped their cause. Um, but I'm going to say Dalton Schoen was somebody who started showing things this week in camp. Well, that's great. But what are you going to do when the lights are on? Well, Dalton Schoen went out there and Sean, four catches on four targets. Yeah. Like the numbers aren't big. He had a 19 yard catch, but he averaged 6.8 yards uh, per catch. Um, but he had 24 yak yards. He was able to make things happen after the catch. He had a touchdown and he looked really comfortable there. The, the waggle is new to him. So he's, yeah. you know, he is a slot back. He's going to have to learn that. But for an American who is a walk-on at Kansas state, uh, you know, I think the future is bright for him. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give him my, uh, prospect or, um, you know, blue chipper of the game, if you will. Six one two eighteen, so some good size there, right? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm two hundred pounds. That's not saying much, but uh, I it's wish all I was two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, li I like me some Dalton showed anybody. Like I said, I don't want to show throw shade on guys, but anybody who maybe faded for you, Darren? Do we even want to go there? No, honestly, nobody faded for me. Um, yeah. I found it interesting that Tomoya Mashino, the global player from Japan, the offensive right. lineman, who is an absolute monster of a man, he looks like an NFL offensive tackle. He started at right guard. Did he? He started, he started at right guard. Um, and it was Jeff Gray at left guard. Um, oh, interesting. So Good catch. Liam, Do Liam Dobson did not get the start. And uh, I don't read anything into that. I really, yeah. really don't. Uh, I think it's just because Machino has been here for a couple of years now and Liam Dobson arrived late, um, you know, no fault of his own needing to get his contract straightened out in the USFL and all that, uh, you know, stuff. So um, I expect Liam Dobson to be in the mix when it comes to the starting offensive line this year, probably the safer bet to see Jeff Gray, um, yeah. early in the season, but I think Liam Dobson's going to be right there. Hey, if Pat Newfeld can't start the year, 
like he hasn't practiced in a while. Had a, had a bit of a snag in training camp here. Um, you know, who knows? We might see a rookie Liam Dobson getting a start early. Well, and and I I love me some Pat Newfell. I met him at the Great Cup party. At awesome the dude, great guy, Center. great yeah. guy, great mustache at the time. I don't know if he still has it, but uh, I'm always a fan <laughs> of a stash. My dad rocked a stash. I can't personally. Uh, I I would be you know literally locked in the basement if I had a stash, but. Uh, he has had injury problems in the past. It's kind of chronic, maybe different injuries here and there. So it's so important that you've got that depth on the O-line. All power to Pat Newfeld. I hope he comes back. Yeah. He, you know, he's a stud, right? He's that He's that interior he hog Canadian. Wildly, wildly underrated. Absolutely. Wildly. Absolutely. Yeah. Can so play wanna... tackle. Yeah, he did play. You know, he, he did play tackle. And, and, Geez, like I talked about this on the podcast, but but going from going from guard to tackle, you think, oh yeah, it's just on the offensive line. My goodness, is that that's night? That's apples and oranges, man. That's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> it's a whole different position. Like it truly is. Like you want to move from guard to center, yeah, you got to snap the ball and sure. call the protection. You know, th that's the mental part. Uh, left guard to right guard, a little bit different, but not much. To tackle, very very different. Can I share one quick story? I, I know. We'll probably wrap it up after this. Um, maybe I'll get a final thought from you, Zach. But sure. uh, last year when Alden Darby joined the team, uh, he mentioned being a car guy. And he's like, yeah, I got this fancy car and I got this. I can't remember exactly what his car is. Oh, is that was, right? But, yeah, he's like, oh, I got an Audi and I got a something. Anyway, <laughs> like they were back home in Toronto where, you know, where, where his home was uh, after the Argos traded him to Winnipeg. Um, and then it was all on Zoom because it was during the pandemic 2021 season. And... Pat Newfield came up after and he sits down and he says, well, if anybody's asking, I drive a white F-150. It's a 2008. And uh, like, <laughs> that's just the guy he is, right? Like he's just a down home Saskatchewan boy yeah. uh, who went from being, you know, like, oh my gosh, I got to join a nearly winless Blue Bombers team. When was that? Back in 2013, And not only that, sorry to interrupt, but he being got the guy is that great cup, right? Yeah, 2013 hometown boy, but it's worked out for him because, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's, ha he's beyond happy here and, uh, yeah. just a, a genuine guy. So, um, your final thoughts on, uh, this, hey. as we wrap this first edition of game day after dark, Zach. Hey, it's been fun to chop it up with you, Darren. Love it. Love talking bombers. I could go all night, but you know, the reality of, you know, having to wake up, I know, uh, I'm you wearing the dad hat, but you're the dad. So you need to get some sleep. Hey, tomorrow morning is going to be super rough. And I actually have to work tomorrow uh, for half the day. But when, when you got blue and gold running through the veins after a, an exciting night at the park and you got to talk bombers, I will be, I'll be, I'll be ready to go. It'll hit me later on Saturday night. It was, you know what, Darren, it was just fun to be at the park. It was fun to see yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's my family. It's my happy place. Uh, I, I did see someone order some pizza going in. I tweeted it. I thought maybe you and Hammer and, <laughs> no. uh, and Tate got some pizza up there. There's thanks a lot of the people at those games. For, uh, sorry, thanks for the Turf District for showing up. Uh, we yeah, got to get them on video because uh, those folks are, are absolute all-stars. Maybe when we play the Elks again. Um, but yeah, just super fun to be out there. I love me some Malcolm Thompson. I've said that a bunch of times. Listen, going into Tuesday because we're not going to talk before then. We'll we'll be doing uh, we'll be talking Wednesday for the midweek show. But listen, 
Mortada's got to show something, and if he doesn't, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I know maybe yeah. it was the first game under the lights, but this guy's under the gun. I want him to succeed. Then what are you left with? Legio? Is Legio going to be your place kicker and your punter? We don't know what's happening with, with the uh, Aussie guy. Was it Hackett? Uh, Tom, Tom he, Hackett, yeah. He had some... Uh, he had some family issues. I know he was in Utah, so who knows with him? But that's got to get squared away. And I and I assume we we didn't really get to see uh, the fourth string quarterback Mancuso number three. Yeah, he, he didn't was holding. I noticed, which is good right. to see him on the field. But he, he was another late, see... another Sorry, late, another late camp arrival, right? Okay. So maybe just not ready to be thrown into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll see. We'll see what he has. Uh, Maybe just a question for you, Darren, before we wrap it up. I mean, who are we expecting? Are we, you know, what's a road game? So they don't usually send everybody. Who They're are you gonna, expecting to they see can, out there? Yeah, they can dress 60. So okay. uh, more than that may travel. I imagine right. Zach Kolaris will travel. Will he play? I I don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Uh, there's been no media release or, or at least schedule for the media. Um sent out yet uh as far as when the blue bombers are back on the field they are off tomorrow as far as media availability they're in the building they're going to be breaking down the film uh, i asked adam big hill about that how valuable these next couple days are in watching the picture they, they always talk about like to see the pictures you play in a game you get to see pictures you see video you see stills you see yourself make mistakes make the right decisions those sorts of things and for someone like adam big hill to teach these young guys for somebody like Zach Kolaris to teach these young guys, these next couple of days, extremely valuable and how they absorb that info, how they learn and then translate that into the second preseason game. Uh, that's what Kyle Walters, that's what Mike O'Shea and his coaching staff are looking for. That's how you earn a job in pro football. So it's going to be an interesting couple of days, Zach. And, and I'll remind everybody game day, Winnipeg, We'll go as usual. Chris Walby will join me the day before the game live here on Bonfire Sports. And then, Zach, are you going to join me for the post game? Hey, back to back, Bomber. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely well, then I will. you'll be back for a game day after dark here on the channel. And then, of course, Zach, you'll join me every week, all season long uh, on Bonfire Midweek. We're going to go Wednesday this week. And then we're going to go into regular season mode, right, Zach? We're going to do Tuesday nights all season long, 7.30 live here on the Bonfire channels. And I and I will do a final shout out to my friend Vicky Short, who I finally got to meet enjoying her retirement out in Lactabonny. A long career as a librarian out there. Great to meet you. Got a couple hugs and uh, nice to uh, talk to you and uh, hope to see you at the next game. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. We get to watch the bar, and I think it's televised, right? So we can watch it is. on TV. Yep. We can chat after, hopefully get some uh, people back in the chat. Thanks for everybody who joined the chat. It just it takes it to the next level because it's super fun to see your chats, even if I get distracted by it because some of them are pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a shout-out to Glennis. I know she wasn't there. She had a family event in uh, Texas. My mother-in-law sits beside Glennis, and uh, she's been a longtime supporter of the podcast. And, I, and I'm trying to coax her into, come on, join, join. We're taking it to the next level at YouTube here. So, Glennis, I hope to see you next time. No excuses. And shout out again, of course, to the women fans of the Blue Bombers. 
you guys rock or you gals rock it was great to see many of you ramey's uh ramey was there with her mom uh super uh, what does she what does she go by now she changed her moniker uh <laughs> it's bomber bomber hero super bomber hero i, I gotta look it up it's getting late but uh, we'll, she was we'll get an expose on that on bonfire midweek on wednesday <laughs> but anyway nice to see everybody great night at the park and i uh, look forward to to chopping it up again Tuesday and Wednesday, Darren. Absolutely. Zach, thanks again for joining me. Uh, this was a heck of a lot of fun. The uh, beginning of many more post games to come here on Bonfire Sports and game day after dark. I am so glad this game in Saskatchewan on Tuesday is on TV, Zach, because your wife would be so angry that I would <laughs> kidnap you and drive you six and a half hours west and land in Regina and then stay at a crummy Airbnb to, to, to watch the game. If it wasn't on TV, that's what would have had to happen. So oh my goodness. thank goodness TSN is uh, carrying that game on Tuesday. So game day Winnipeg, Monday afternoon, Chris Walby and I will record that live. So be sure to join us. The game will happen on TSN. Zach, you're going to pop in for game day after dark. Just like this, about an hour, an hour and a half. As soon as the local radio broadcast wraps up, we'll get uh, game day after dark going. And then you and I have the second edition of Bonfire Midweek on Wednesday, 7.30 live right here on Bonfire Sports. Let's go Bombers, everybody. Good night. Night, everybody.